Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, And binge on those videos, which which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey there, trade show and virtual event warriors. Are you ready to get some wisdom? Because you are in the right place we have on today. Someone with 40 years of exhibition and events industry experience none other than tom corcoran the founder and president of corcoran expositions he's won numerous awards is known as one of the leaders in the industry we've got so much to talk about and you are just going to love this so sit back relax and let's get started Welcome to Trade Show University, the ultimate resource for marketers, planners, and business owners looking to create results, increase revenue, and maximize their ROI for upcoming trade shows. We'll help you navigate the complexities of trade shows, set the right goals, find true success, and get the most out of each experience for you and your team. It's time to get your PhD in ROI with your host, the man with over 25 years of trade show experience, Jim Cermak. Hey everybody, welcome back to campus here at Trade Show University, the podcast for virtual and live events. I am your host, Jim Cermak. Really, really pumped. I know I say it every episode. I just, I, I love, I love this industry and I'm really excited as always, to have you here with me because we're going to, we are going to get some wisdom today. You are in for a treat. We have a, one of the leading people in the industry who's got 40 years of experience, Tom Corcoran from Corcoran Expositions. He is here with me. We've got a lot to talk about, but before we dive in, let's hear from our sponsor. Virtual events are here to stay. But for those who've experienced them, you know they leave a lot to be desired. You know what? It's time to change that. And the Virtual Events Institute is leading the way. The Virtual Events Institute is a global platform created to bring the community together to inspire, discuss, and learn how to produce exceptional virtual and hybrid events. Through summits, training, and market insight, the Virtual Events Institute will help create the next generation of event professionals. And they have the most comprehensive certification program available. You've got to check it out. And we're going to make it so much easier for you because they are offering an exclusive to Trade Show University listeners. You get 10% off their VEI certification program, which will provide you with the key skills and knowledge to deliver and produce virtual and hybrid events. So use offer code VP02, that's V as in virtual, P as in program, 02, and visit virtualeventsinstitute.com. The Virtual Events Institute is here to help you connect, learn, and transform. So welcome back to Trade University. Really excited to have you here with us today. We are going to just really be diving into 
Kai, where the where the industry's been, where it is going, and I have on just uh, the right person to to have this conversation with, and I'm really excited to uh, to introduce him to you. And the, my guest today is Tom Corcoran. He is the founder and president of Corcoran Expositions, and he has been successfully producing trade shows for more than 40 years. He's a recognized leader in the industry, as you can imagine, with that kind of experience. As president, Tom is involved in all aspects of the company and uses his experience and expertise to develop solutions for his clients' shows. Uh, before establishing Corcoran in 1990, Tom served as the convention director for the National Restaurant Association for 12 years. Tom received the Pinnacle Award, which is presented by the International Association of Exhibitions and Events, that's IAEE, in recognition of extraordinary achievement in the exhibitions and events management field. And he's been inducted to the University of Illinois Chicago Area Entrepreneurship Hall of Fame. He has a Bachelor of Business Administration from uh, Loyola University, Chicago, a Chicago native. Welcome, Tom, to Trade University. Say hello to all the listeners out there. Hi, everybody out there. I'm glad to be here and uh, hope we can find something good to share with you. Oh, I know we will. I know we will. And I, and I want to thank you. It's, it is an honor to have you here with, with us today. So, Tom, you know, you've... Uh, Tell us a little bit uh, more about before we really dive in to uh, to what's going on in the industry today. Tell us a little bit more about Corcoran and the and the the work that you guys do to give people an understanding of the experience that you have. Sure. Um, so basically, what we do, we work with uh, all kinds of trade associations. Um, some are large, lot some are medium, and some are small size. And, and basically, what we do, we concentrate on their trade shows and well, and these days, I hate to say it, but we pivoted just like the rest of the world. We've pivoted to virtual shows, which we've been doing for, oh, probably the last six months and we'll do that until we can go live again. Uh, but we try and bring strategy. Uh, we try and give them an opportunity to grow their show. Let's just say you're a medium sized uh, group. You know, we have all kinds of operations people, marketing people, market research people. So, so we can come to your event and we can help you grow it. Um, we spent a lot of time talking about floor plans, talking about traffic flow. Uh, we help groups with everything and uh, it's fun. Uh, we have a, a, a team of 35 people and well, in, in, until the pandemic, we, were, uh, we wouldn't be around this month pretty much you, you get to Labor Day and we'd all be going pretty much till Thanksgiving. Uh, this, this being that weird off year, uh, I'm here and happy to be here sharing whatever I can with you today. <laughs> well, we're great, grateful that you are. And, and yeah, for everyone who is listening, you're, we're all in the trade show industry and we know this fall season is usually, usually really jam packed. And, and when the p pandemic started and all those shows start from the spring uh, season started to postpone and reschedule. They all were rescheduling in the fall. And I'm like, oh my gosh, fall is going to be doubly jam-packed. And now we get here and, and unfortunately we are in this situation uh, still. Uh, but it is, uh, like you said, a little, it's nice to have a little slow period personally to be able to slow down a little bit and really uh, reassess where, where things are because things are, and we've had to pivot. Everyone's had to pivot. 
and uh, from the from the let's let's talk about virtual for a second because you you mentioned that you had to pivot to virtual. Are you seeing companies successfully make that pivot? So, so there's a, a couple ways to look at it. You know, I haven't seen a virtual show that can really replicate uh, a trade show floor. Um, and maybe the hardest thing when you do a virtual, uh, there's no hallway hugs, you know, where you might meet someone at the elevator or sometimes you might meet them on the bus on the way to the hall. Uh, so everybody's got to approach it a little differently. Uh, but let, let's just say you're a company that understands sponsorship and you've, uh, besides a booth, you've done sponsorship with shows. They tend to do very well with these events. Uh, because you know they're gonna, they're going to come up with a plan uh, more more than just uh, a booth or more than just a business card uh, to engage, and you you have to do that. Now, something that we've been doing with our customers, which is not easy to do in live, we've had our customers uh, agree, and these are trade associations to share the list of all the attendees and their email addresses with everybody that participates as a sponsor and exhibitor virtual show. And that really gives them a chance. So you, you can do some pre-marketing and you can do some post-marketing as well as anybody that you engage at the show. Um, we do a lot of gamification to get people moving. Uh, we, try and, we try and not make exhibitors be there eight hours a day, but we try and set up some special hours during the show, typically Let's just say a show might be a four-day show live. Maybe it's two days when you go to virtual. Uh, but on the other hand, a virtual will stay up probably for another month, six weeks afterwards. And several of our shows that we've done actually get more attendance virtually than they did live. And then also once the show's over, you might see another 8 10% of people uh, drop in in that next month. So it, it, there's a life to it. It's definitely a different animal. It's, it's not really comparable to a live show, but as all of us know, in this very weird year that we're in, it's a way to get in front of people, you know, and, and companies want, still want to get in front. Everybody still needs to get their leads, still need to make their sales, and, and we're all working together on it. Yeah, that's, that's the key point is that we can't we can't just stop. We can't just say, well, when live come back, <laughs> when the live shows come back, then we'll re-engage with our customers because then you won't have any customers by that time. You know, we, we need to make sure we do that. And, and uh, thank, thank goodness for the technology that has been there to allow us to do these virtual events. You brought up a couple of, of key points is uh, I think at the, at the onset, everyone was thinking, okay, let's just translate this. Okay. The, the virtual show is going to look and feel just like the, uh, just like the live event. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't. There's so many aspects of it that just are lost, but introducing things like you said, like gamification and things that are going to engage your, the attendees and, and, and promote that interaction and that contact is really critical. So what are you seeing right now? What do you see right now is if we are looking toward the future and saying, okay, when are show, live shows coming back? And I know there's definitely some, uh, there's some movement in that area, uh, but what are you seeing? So my name is Corcoran, not Fauci. So, <laughs> I, you know, I think we need Dr. Fauci to, to really give us a, a really good answer. But, you know, I, I think the whole business is waiting on a vaccine. 
you know, and that's out of our hands. But in the meantime, uh, many of us that organize shows, uh, we're spending a lot of time getting our floor plans ready uh, so that there can be plenty of social distancing uh, when we can go and start up. Um, and really the, the last live show uh, that I, that I was at, and I did, I was at four of our shows in the same week was the first week of March, you know? Oh yeah. So it's, it, you know, it, we've had a lot of time to think about socially distanced floor plans, but basically some of the things that you're going to see, um, you're going to see multiple entrances and exits at all halls, uh, because you know what, they don't want people bunching up, you know, they, they want people mm -hmm. to be able to spread out, uh, food service, you, there won't be any grab and go because what they really don't want, they're not, they're not going to want people taking their masks down to uh, drink a pop or have a coffee. They, they'd rather have them sit at a table. Uh, and again, you won't have, you won't have 10 shares at that, at that round anymore. There'll right. probably be four or six and, and do it safely. Um, number one thing, everybody's going to wear a mask. And I don't think anybody will complain. They'll probably be some really cool logoed masks. Uh, we might even start collections of masks, you know, that we keep, yeah. you know, how some people keep all the badges from the shows they're at. Well, people will probably move in and do the same thing. When you go to look at the exhibit floor itself, we, we probably won't come back with as many exhibitors as we had in 19. It, you know, it's going to take a while to rebuild, but that's okay. It's, it's life. But we need some room. So in the halls, let's just say you're a 500 booth show. So, so maybe we're going to work with the facility and to be able to spread it out. We're going to, we're going to move and we're going to take space that might be a thousand booths so that we mm -hmm. can do lots of social distancing. Mm -hmm. uh, things you're going to see, uh, we just finished a floor plan for a show in Las Vegas. We we're able to do 20 foot wide aisles. Now, oh, nice. Yeah, you know, plenty of room. Mm -hmm. And people talk about one-way aisles. It hasn't worked so well at the grocery stores. But, <laughs> you know, I guess if you had the manpower, you could do that. But I think 20-foot wide aisles, which is basically double what you do, is good. Now, I've looked at some floor plans. Again, it depends physically where the poles fall and, and how it works out. I've seen some nice plans at 15. Mm -hmm. And wherever we put a cross aisle in, instead of the standard 10 feet, we're doubling it to 20 because we think those are really good spots for hand-washing stations. Oh. So, he, so a, let's just say a typical floor plan for a larger show. Uh, there's usually a cross aisle about every 120 feet. So at, at 120 feet or 12 booths, you're gonna have 20 foot open all the way across, plenty of room for people to take a breath. They wanna do some hand-washing and, and then they'll be good to go. Um, when we're, when we're drawing floor plans, let's say standard booth, we all know that's 10 by 10. Um, we're doing double back wall behind, uh, two or three feet, you know, you know, that, that kind of went away years ago, but we're going to bring it back just to give people more room. And then side drape for a typical standard booth is usually three foot high. And we're going to just take some eight foot high drape that we use along the back and put it on the sides. So that's how they do it in apparel shows because in apparel shows, they're always needing all the space they can to um, put clothes up. 
And ordinarily, people would complain about sight lines, but I think we're all going to be so happy to just get back to shows. I don't think I don't think anybody's going to care, and uh, I think it'll be interesting. So, I mean, we we've spent a lot of time thinking about it. We've been working out a lot of plans, uh, and I think that we and the other people that operate tread shows are going to work very very hard to make the attendees and the exhibitors feel comfortable in this uh, upcoming environment. Yes, that's, and that is it right there. People need to feel confident that they're going to be safe. Companies want to know that their employees are going to be safe or they're not going to send them to the show. They're not going to send their teams of exhibitors to the show. There's going to, there needs to be that confidence of safety. And so I'm very, very grateful for everybody uh, that is going through the, this painstaking effort to see what are what do we do what can we do like you said go from the three foot high to the eight foot high drapes and i'm i'm right with you when you say i don't care how high the drape is i just want to be at the show (laughs) (laughs) we're missing opportunities and we need to be there so i think i think we're going to have a lot of very happy people who are going to if you would have told them you know nine months ago you're going to have to do this they would all been in an uproar, but right now everyone understands, oh my gosh, yes, whatever we need to do, whatever, uh, anything that might seem like it is just inconvenient or uh, in the way of, of our opportunity to present our company, we're, go- we're all going to be a little more understanding. Well, you know, Jim, um, think about air travel. I, I don't know if you've had a chance to fly yet, but they've already done a great job of making people feel safe and comfortable on an airplane and at an airport. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I've traveled uh, quite a bit <laughs> over the last few months. Uh, and uh, that is very, very true. Uh, I'm, I've been surprised at how packed some of the, the flights are. Uh, the first uh, times when I was flying, all the middle seats were wide open. They were they were skipping rows and everything. But I think with the the number of flights that were have been canceled and removed, uh, now that the number of flyers is going up. They, they are filling up the planes more, but everyone is wearing masks. Uh, they give everybody a, 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 not a hand sanitizer, but a sanitizing wipe for you to wipe down the armrest, wipe down the tray table. And I know they've already done that in between, in between the flights as well. So they are going through great lengths. And I've just gotten a couple of emails over the last couple of days around, around the air filtration in the, in the cabin, how often it's recirculated like every two to three seconds uh, with their new systems that they're, they're putting on these planes. So they are going through just tremendous, tremendous lengths. And if they could do it, then I know that we can do this in a big uh, couple hundred thousand square foot space as well. So, so the first thing is, Yes, of course we can do it and we will do it. But the first thing is we have to have people feeling safe. And, and just like the experience you had with the airlines, we can do that. And I know that when you travel to a city, I know the hotels will do it too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody has to embrace wearing a mask. Everybody has to embrace the social distancing. And then the shows themselves, we're going to put we're going to put all kinds of things in place so that people can get their social distancing and, and not have to feel here. I'll give you another one. Let's say um, it's a larger size show and we're, we don't want to have too many people on the floor at one time. So we may, we may do like high school. We may do something like, well, your time on the floor is going to be in the morning 
The other group, your time on the floor is going to be in the afternoon. And we just do it with, with badge holder colors, just like we, we would do buyers. So all of a sudden, you know, we've cut it in half and we've split it up so everybody can have plenty of room. I mean, you know, once you start thinking about it, once, once, you, once you know that you can make people be safe and that people need to be safe and comfortable, then you just keep working at it, you know. And again, we're going to have a little bit of a runway here. I, oh, yeah. I don't think the world's going to all be back to shows right away. I think there's going to be some percentage of amount of attendance. It's going to take a while. I think the same on the exhibiting side. Um, I think something else you'll see, Jim, uh, where this is the year of virtual. And, you know, virtual has been around. It, it didn't take off so well the first two times. But I think everybody, just like we understand Zoom calls now, everybody understands virtual. Yeah. And there's going to be an opportunity uh, to keep virtual as part of the show. And for the people that aren't ready to travel yet, they're going to be able to see the show that way. You know, maybe you might not do all the education that way. You might pick your spots, but there's going to be opportunities for people to be part of the community. And earlier when I was talking, one of the surprising things about virtual has been the increased number of attendees. So we're having, we're not having a very good year live but we're having a very good year engaging attendees. And we wanna keep those attendees and we wanna bring them all back to live, you know? So it, it, it's gonna be challenging, but I'm sure it's gonna be exciting. And, uh, and there's gonna be a lot of leads for exhibitors to get and a lot of good companies with products and services for attendees to go visit. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and how you brought out uh, the, the increased attendees, I think that's something we're gonna we are going to see. It's going to be a a, a mainstay uh, for these shows going forward. I was talking to a uh, a regional uh, trade show producer uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he said he he had a a small virtual show, which normally he gets he gets uh, five hundred or so uh, attendees live, but he got double that and a huge contingent of it, not huge, but uh, percentage wise of the new people were from nowhere near his region. In fact, in a different country, but the same market they, that happened to find out about his show and were able to plug in. These are people who would never have traveled, uh, you know, eight hours by plane to be at that show, that small one day show. But now he's able to tap in there and uh, increase his market, increase his potential. And not only do that, but increase that for every single one of those exhibitors as well. Right. You know, you know what? It's, you know, change, change usually doesn't happen in as, as big as this change. You know, this is, this is gargantuan. This is Godzilla change, you know. But change isn't always bad. And we have to take the elements that work and bring them with us. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a learning process. It's a learning. We've learned so much just about virtual already, uh, just in the past few months. And we're going to continue to. So in the... In the beginning, when we pivoted to virtual, we were very happy. The very first virtual we did, we got 35 companies to do something with the show, you know, sponsor it and participate. We did a huge happy dance. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're just glad that somebody would come with us on virtual. So that was in July. And 
Later this month, we've got a virtual that we're going to do where we have 295 companies coming with us. Wow. Nice. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's been a fun ride. We've learned a lot. Um, but, you know, it's it's like anything else. You just keep working at it. You see a good idea here. You, you keep it in the game. You see something that didn't work so well. Well, you change it up for something else. Um, and, and there's there's an awful lot of platforms out there. I don't know, Jim, if you've had a chance. Uh, we've probably worked on 10, plat 10 different platforms so far. Mm -hmm. um, and they all vary. And, and really, some, uh, one of the one of the funnies I've heard, they're the only people making money in the trade show business right now. But, <laughs> but God bless them, right? Uh, thank, but, yeah, thank goodness for them. Right. But you know what? There's also innovation happening. So we have to we have to keep our eye out for what's innovative and and what we want to keep in. And I I like I really do think you're gonna see virtual uh, alongside live. You know, and again, I, I work with different size associations. Uh, the very smallest ones, it, it, may be, it may be depending on the budget, you know, but when you get to medium and large, I, I think it's a good thing. And you said it yourself. How about some people from outside the United States, from another continent? You, you know, you can help people make some connections and that's what it's all about. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and if you think about at some point, if we can actually combine the audiences from virtual and those live, say at a workshop, and now uh, when the speaker says, hey, talk to, uh, take five minutes and talk amongst your table, maybe there's also going to be some screens at the table where you're going to be interacting with people, maybe from other countries, from other regions, from other, from other industries, getting that, those different perspectives and having that collaboration happening, having new opportunities happening, having new ideas come to, to come to play that never would have happened before. It's really exciting, but we've got to, we got to find our way to get, be able to get there. Yeah. And so the, the concept, the, the name of the concept, when you have a virtual in a live show working together, they call it hybrid. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to hear a lot about a hybrid. Um, and again, there's nothing wrong with it. One can enrich the other. And it's going to take some time before everybody feels comfortable traveling. And in the meantime, we don't want to lose anybody. We, we want to keep gaining. So yeah. hybrid it is. I welcome it. And um, it, it's exciting. But I, I, I kind of can't wait to get back in an exhibit hall, and I hope it happens real soon. <laughs> Absolutely. So for, for those companies that they have relied so much, I mean, you brought up the apparel industry. I mean, what there's, uh, I can't think of too many other industries that rely on that in-person experience for me to be able to feel the fabric, to be able to see the colors, to see the designs that doesn't translate uh, to the screen. It just does not uh, make that full translation onto the screen. Uh, what do you say to, to companies like that who are, they, uh, you know, how do, how do they get through this time and what, the, what wisdom can you, can you give to them as, as we're trying to get to that live uh, event again? So the first thing I have to say, um, there has been some apparel shows in Las Vegas and in Atlanta. You know, they both have um, markets there and the, they're smaller markets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the giant ones that happen in Vegas obviously couldn't happen. 
you know, I, I don't do apparel. So I, I can't really speak for those folks, but I'm thinking the journey for them is the same as it is for the rest of us. And I, I think everybody's, everybody's gonna do virtual right now. Uh, you know, we all need to stay in touch. We all need to find new customers. Um, I think when live comes back, probably those will come back very strong. It, it'll be interesting to see the floor plans for the apparel shows, Jim, because they're usually very, very concentrated. Mm -hmm. So to see an apparel show spread out, it's going to be interesting. And, um, it, you know, I, I'll be looking forward to seeing it way more than that. T take food. You know, oh, you yeah. have food shows, you know, that's about tasting uh, beverage, you know, any kind of beverage, whether it be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, it's usually about tasting. So we're, we're, all, we're all kind of, we're kind of missing that. And that's some of the, the special essence of live. So hopefully it won't be too long before everybody gets a chance to sip that wine or, or taste that bottled water or, or, or make an apparel buy. Um, but the, the one thing I do know, and it, it, it was something I had to learn through this pandemic, uh, you have to find patience. Mm -hmm. And then you have to, we, we, we've had fun with the word pivot. I'm sure those groups have pivoted a little bit and then you got to be ready to rumble. You got to be ready to go. So, you know, what, once we can, we will. Yeah. Patience, such a key word during this time, have patience, a little understanding, you know, take your breath and, and that, but be ready to have, get your running shoes on because uh, the time will come. Uh, and, and it's being uh, also creative. So trying to think a little bit differently than, than you have in the past. Uh, one thing that I, I have when I'm talking to, uh, to different trade show producers and other people in the industry, some of the thinking is that instead of the large shows going, you know, coming back immediately, then they might split up into smaller regional shows. Uh, that, that might see, be something we see. Obviously, that, that is yet to be, yet to be seen. Uh, but to be able to give people an opportunity where maybe they won't have to get on a plane and go to Vegas, but they can they could get in a jump in a car and go to someplace for a day and, and see their apparel, uh, taste the food, especially in those kind of industries that are high touch. I, I think you just brought up a really great point, Jim. I think there's going to be a lot of regionality when we pull back out. And, I, and you're from Ohio and I'm from Chicago. We're about six hours apart. Mm -hmm. And Six hours is, is about what makes, you know, if you're doing the circumference of what's regional, six hours is about it. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think you'll see a lot of Midwest action, you know, okay. and I, I think you're going to see a lot of drivability. And, and again, if you don't want to fly, if you can make it regionally, great. If you can't make it regionally, then make it virtually, right? And so you'd be part of the hybrid. I don't know how long it's going to take, you know, once, you know, we're all hoping for this vaccine, right? A vaccine, everybody wears a mask. You know, I don't know how long it's going to take before normalcy really hits. And I don't want to be a bad prognosticator, but some people say it may take as long as to 2022 before everything gets even again. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you would hope it'd be sooner, but that, that's what I've heard. 
Yeah. And, and I've heard, I've heard that same, uh, that same year thrown around a lot. And, and I think, I think, yeah, 2021 is going to be a lot of trial and error and it's going to be a lot of seeing what's, what's happening or the new outbreaks or, you know, uh, do we have, how do we have to shift and it's continuing for everybody, everyone who's listening, continue to learn, continue to get better. There's so many new resources, like you know, Tom mentioned, all the different platforms that are out there. If you if you're a, a trade show organizer or producer and you're selecting a platform, do your homework and get to know how this thing works, so that when you're when you go live and you have your event, that it goes off as smoothly as possible. So, uh, but there's so many more more articles written, so many more more videos being produced on how to do things better. There's the uh, the Virtual Events Institute that has that is uh, launched. Uh, that is a global effort. Uh, there's so many resources now that are available. So please get out there, find out how to do these things more effectively. If you're an exhibitor, if you're a producer, even as an attendee, how do you get the most out of these these workshops, these events? As you're sitting at home and you're in front of your screen and you're attending a workshop and your dog runs in the room or the, or the doorbell rings because uh, someone is dropping off another package of the million packages that we seem to get at our house these days. Uh, there's so many distractions. You know, how, do, how, do you, how do you make the most out of that time uh, when you're not in that live event uh, atmosphere where it's exciting and you're engaged? There's, it's just a whole new world. So keep learning, keep seeing how to do these things better because it's worth, we all need it. We all need it. These shows are so important for everybody on both sides of the equation or on every side of the equation. And we need to learn how to do these things better. So everybody gets the results that they need out of these, uh, out of these shows and out of these events. So we've got to be patient. We've got to keep, but we have to keep moving forward. Got to keep moving forward. So Tom, if you had a couple of, of key takeaways that you'd want people to, uh, uh, to take from this episode today, you know, what, what, what would be like your top one or two things? Well, the first thing I can say is when, when live shows come back, they're going to be very, very safe. And no one's going to have to, uh, have to worry about their health because it's going to be very well thought out. And it's not only going to be the trade show organizer. It's going to be the city you're going to. It's going to be the convention bureau. It's going to be the hall management. Uh, it's going to be the mayor of that city. Uh, there's going to be game plans everywhere that you, you will probably get a chance to have your temperature checked five times, <laughs> you know, and, and the second thing is, um, you know, let's, let's live our lives. And if we, if we can't do a live event, let's all participate in the virtual and let's keep learning and let's keep networking and let's keep trying to help each other build our businesses. Fantastic. Those great tips, great advice there. So, and, and I have that same optimism that when these events do go live, there's so many things that are pointing in the right direction. Like Tom said, everyone is thinking of this. It's not just, oh, there's a show going on in our city. No, the mayor's going to know, and he's going to make sure that because of the economic impact in these cities from the restaurants and the hotels and the transportation and everything that is involved in these shows, these uh, the city governments and everyone involved is is going to be on their game and making sure that this is these are safe and uh, and just go go back with with some enthusiasm. But until then, 
until then learn the virtual virtual platform just uh just great stuff so tom before we before we wrap up uh tell us about what's uh, you you talked about the things that you're doing at, at corcoran who, who is the best uh, who, who do you work with exhibitors are are definitely customers okay. so our primary customer that gets us work are the trade associations so we work right now we work with well, maybe 32 different trade associations to organize their markets. And all of those have exhibitors, you know, and there's people that buy booths and there's people that we'd like to buy booths. And then every show has their attendees. So, you know, we want the attendees to have a great experience and, and the exhibitors want that too. So there's actually three groups that I would call customers. Fantastic. So if anyone out there is saying, hey, I need to I need to know more or, I, or maybe you're looking to do a virtual event and and you need uh, that expert to help guide you along the way, because it is it's a lot of trial and error. And you want to make sure you, you might have one chance of, of doing it right the first time. You know, I would I would highly suggest reach out to uh, to Tom and his team at Corcoran. Uh, they can help guide you along the way. And I was going to say, Jim, if if they go to our website, which is www.corkexpo.com, uh, we've got a whole bunch of information up there on virtuals. Uh, you, you know, things you should think about, way to make exhibitors happy. Uh, there's a whole bunch of information that can help you get started, help you get your thinking going. Then if you want a little more than that, you know, drop me an email, we'll set up a call, and we'll try and help you. Fantastic. And I'll, I'll make sure to drop the uh, all the links and Tom's contact information right there in uh, the show notes. So just click that show notes button and you'll have all that at your fingertips. Tom, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been outstanding. I, I appreciate you sharing your wisdom and uh, and your vision uh, for what's going on. And I, I am more even more optimistic about about trade shows going forward. Thank you so much for for joining me today. Thank you, Jim. And for everyone listening, thank you for checking out another episode of Trade Show University. Keep coming back. Uh, the, the guests just keep getting better and better. I've just been uh, so honored to have Tom on here and, uh, and check out uh, their website and all that they have to offer. And keep coming back. Check out other episodes. And if you're not a subscriber, hit subscribe and leave me a review if you, if you found value in today's episode. So thanks again, and we'll see everybody next time here on campus at Trade Show University. I hope you got the value and wisdom out of our conversation today in this episode. Make sure you don't miss any other episodes. So please, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, subscribe. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you're not on our newsletter, get over to tradeshowu.biz. That's tradeshowletteru.biz and sign up for the newsletter today. We send out about once a week. Every newsletter has exclusive tips and you learn all about the upcoming episodes as well as the brand new episodes that are coming out as well as all sorts of other great information. So please get over to tradeshowu.biz right on the homepage and sign up for our newsletter today.